Jeff Collins is out at Georgia Tech along with the AD Todd Stansbury. What does this mean for Atlanta, who was so busy trying to brand the system, but they couldn't quite get it done on the field? Who could be a potentially next Deion Sanders? Who knows? But more than that, it's GBU Monday, so you already know. Atlantic Division, how are we feeling? <laughs> Gotta get down. Let's do it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thanks so much for joining me today with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week because they are trying to get better at just doing the simple things. Download the free Upside app using promo code Locked On to get your first cash back purchase of $10 or more using promo code Locked. We are rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs as we roll through GBU Monday, which is typically about the Atlantic Division, the good, bad, and ugly things that we see from those teams. But clearly there was important news to happen over the weekend for a Coastal Division um, opponent, which is Georgia Tech. And Jeff Collins is out of here. Todd Stansberry, the athletic director, out of here after only winning 7 of 19 in the ACC. Got to go. Time has been real. Thanks for, I want to say thanks for nothing, because at the end of the day, he did kind of help the 404 elevate. But, you know, when it comes to being on the field, not so much. What was your immediate reaction when you saw the news of Georgia Tech's Jeff Collins' dismissal? Boy, was I wrong about my prediction that this team would be one to, to break out and be a little better than everyone thought, number one. Um, but number two, I mean, it wasn't surprising. At, at the yeah. end of the day, um, this team had 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 their struggles with him um, at the range. And so you can't really be too surprised about things like this. At the end of the day, we don't nobody in sports wants to hear the excuses, wants to hear why it didn't happen, why it did happen. You know, don't tell me about the labor pain. Show me the baby. There is no greater example of that than college football. And, you know, we see that with Jeff Collins here. Um, so, you know, it was time. I'm the AD being let go of was a little bit more interesting, but at the end of the day, again, you know, I'm not in the room for those decisions of what happens, but just Collins in general, you kind of, the writing was on the wall. It was. There. Yeah. Especially because this is going into year four, promising that things are going to change, promising you're going to see the difference. The guys are going to be fully my guys. I'm bringing them in. I'm going to, you're going to see the difference. Everything is going to come into place. You're going to be saying sorry, all the things. And, you know, we've seen some coaches here in the ACC who've gone through some down periods who have struggled a little bit. Dino Babers and company, right? We've seen a couple teams try and figure it out as they get back on the horse like a Duke. But when you have to be patient like a Virginia Tech, you have a coach that's at least winning games, looking competitive. And Georgia Tech just wasn't doing that. You know, I, I think the biggest problem is, like you said, it's not only not looking competitive, but again, at the end of the day, more victories get you, but so far. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, oh, we played this team close for three and a half quarters. I mean, they don't hang banners for that. They yeah. they don't. I'm sorry. I don't know uh, in what world they do, but in, in this reality that we live in, the final score is the final score is the final score. 
So all of the, like you said, not being competitive is one thing, but also just not winning. 10 and 28 is not going to get it done. There's no world where people are going to look at you at 10 and 28 and say, that guy needs his contract renewed. We're and for emphasis, what, 10 and 28 in three years. And we're seeing it right now with other guys in the conference. I mean, we're not we're not going to call out any names too early as they'll probably be mentioning good, bad, and ugly. But there are some other folks whose seats are, are heating up. They're heating up. So, you know, it, nobody wants to hear about the COVID year and, and, you know, how it's tough to recruit because of academic rigor or whatever the case may be. Nobody cares, bro. Get the job done or don't. And if yeah. you don't, you see what the results are. At the end of the day, we know that one of the hardest jobs in the world really is college football because you're banking on 18 to 22 year olds figuring out week in and week out, making sure that they're all level headed and they perform to top notch every single weekend without life happening, you know, at the same time. So, you know, hats off to him for trying. He definitely made it cool to be in Atlanta to play for Georgia Tech. Just ultimately didn't get it done on the field. Now, that being said, who could potentially be a t- person to come in and really take Atlanta from, okay, this is a great place to play and actually delivering on the football field? I hate to say this, but Oregon might be losing another coach in less than a year here because because uh, <laughs> uh, the guy that they got from Georgia, he's more of a Southeastern, um, more of a Southeastern type of cat. And that's, this is where his roots are and all that good stuff. But even beyond that, I mean, it's, it's really early in this search. You know, we could throw out names at nauseum all day and night, but I, I will say this, there are a lot of good jobs that are going to come open. And I think that Georgia Tech is actually one of the better ones. Like the the only thing to me that makes this job, and, and maybe I'm wrong here, maybe Georgia Tech doesn't have the academic rigor of a of a uh, Duke or a Northwestern or anything Oh, it like does. That. I mean, it's a, te- it's a ma- heavily math-based technical institute for a reason, yeah. Okay, well, I, it, it, yeah, that, so that makes it that makes it tougher. But there's also lots of things that you look at and you say it's really good. Like, Georgia is a football state. That is a football state through and through. You don't hear people talking about uh, Georgia for for many other sports in terms of when you hear people talk about what's, which of the sports are is Georgia known for. That's going to be where you're – that's going to be your home base. Like, that's that's the reality there. And, of course, when you talk about Georgia, the next thing you talk about is, is the Georgia-Florida line and that – uh, situation of being next to those uh, really good group of players. So, you know, it's it's very interesting. I think that this job is more – it has its pluses and minuses. But people were talking about whether or not this job is better than the job at Nebraska, and I would say – I would say, yeah, because this, this looks like a situation where, I mean, at the end of the day – Potentially you, less pressure? I mean, it's, it's more realistic. Not just less pressure, it's more realistic. Like, there, there is – Nebraska fans are still living off of a time when um, they were the only ones who like had a strength conditioning program and everybody else. It was just like, Oh, smoke a pack of cigarettes, come out on the field and, and warm up and we'll play a ball game. Like they're, they're living off a time where they were Notre Dame in terms of they had a big contract to be on TV every, every Saturday. And that was before college football was everywhere. And is ubiquitous like it is now they're still living off that. Georgia Tech never had that. They never had that moment where they had a great edge over everybody else. And, and that, as a result of that, uh, were able to, you know, have a dominance that, like, for whatever reason, their fans believe is like, oh, this is going to come back one day, even though, like, 
it's it's probably not. So um, I would say that Georgia Tech is a better job, and I would say that the the list of folks who would want to be their head who wouldn't want to be their head coach is shorter than the list of folks who would. Sure, and you know I think ultimately, as much as we joke about Paul Johnson and his system and his standard of the triple option and all the things, it wouldn't hurt y'all to maybe revisit what is your standard, what is what y'all are good at. It's okay to like sprinkle it in. I want the new coaches sprinkling a little triple option because as, as much as it was like, okay, we know what we're getting for a good little minute, it, it helps. I'm not okay. I might be the only one. It helped. Just sprinkle I, every now and then. Give us a little razzle dazzle triple option every now and then. But this, I, I hate to say this, and I hate to say it, I really do. <laughs> the reality is, the triple option never ran anywhere. It just kind of transformed in what it looks like. Sure. When we see RPOs now, let's think about this, okay? The quarterback has how many options in an RPO? You hand off the ball to the running back. That's your first option. You pull it and throw it to whatever. Either you got a bubble screen out here, or maybe you got a quick slant, or maybe you got a hitch, or whatever the case. That's your second option. And then a lot of these triple option plays, the quarterback can also, if he gets the right read, tuck it and run. The triple option never really went anywhere. It just morphed into something else. Like that's elevated. It elevated. Yeah, it, just, it, it it adapted to the times. It adapted. Yeah. To, it's like uh, what's what's that animal they say can survive in any situation? The, the tardigrade. It, it did that. It did what? that. An animal? Is that an animal? Yeah, the tardigrade is like a really small animal. They said like you could drop them off in space and like they would not die. Like you drop them off in the middle of a volcano and it just wouldn't. It just. What, look, what does that look like? I mean, tardigrades are like they're they're like <laughs> really tiny. Like they're they're like. Um, sure. Are they, imagine, can they swim? Imagine a gross version of a gummy bear. And I think so. I'm pretty sure they can survive in water. They can survive in almost anything. So what do they eat? I don't know. Now See, that I don't know. Now do your research. Do your research. Okay. okay. Come back, come back, come back to the group and we figure it out. Well, now, now I have now I have a homework assignment leaving this episode. But um, the reality is that the triple option ain't ever went anywhere. Now, the triple option as you're referring to it as is the the you know old school. Get the A back and the B backs. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying. All I want, I don't. I just want a little razzle dazzle from uh, Georgia Tech. That's all but it, it doesn't work if you sprinkle it in there. That okay. Okay. Doing okay. doing the triple option is like is like uh, being a partner that does nothing but provide for your partner, right? Okay. Like if that's what you do, sure. Like you can do that, but you're gonna miss a lot of things. But that one thing that you do well is gonna mean a lot when it's going right. But if you ever lose your job. Uh, <laughs> You don't have none of the other things going for you. You're not attentive. You're not emotionally there. You don't. You don't do nothing else. So you don't watch not nary a dish. You ain't busting the sun. Ain't cooking nothing up. Um, you better hope that your job has a lot of security, buddy. Unlike Jeff. That's Collins, fair. Of course. That's fair. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. Upside is an incredible app for everyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out with every purchase. I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free cat. Free Upside app using promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more on your first purchase, $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. It's a lot of or more is out here in this world. We're rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On 
Wolfpack podcast. We're talking about Jeff Collins being out of Georgia Tech, but our main focus on Mondays is the good, bad, and ugly of these Atlantic Division teams, which we can now get to the good of. And let's start by saying we've got some teams up here who are feeling like they could be some of the best in the country. Clemson, NC State, Florida State, I'm looking at y'all. It's good to see these programs who some would argue are staple football programs, especially NC State, you know, give or take. It's good to see them in the top 25 finally getting some just due, especially for a league conference really that is not always respected in the P5 with, with the SEC, the Big Ten, and the likes. So happy to see Florida State, NC State, and Clemson getting their just due. Well, it's looking like uh... – but I, I gotta, I gotta say this for my good, and I'm, uh, I'm gonna get into it because they, their fans, like many fans, where we hate them. My good is Florida State, possibly <laughs> the best football team in Florida. <laughs> I'm ladies, glad you, I'm glad you clarified. In ladies, Florida, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, everybody, listen. I, I was one of the people that said um, that this Miami team was probably gonna be good, and you know, I, I. I drunk the crystal ball Kool-Aid. I was wrong. But you took a but, strong sip. You took a swig. But but with me being wrong, I can also admit it. And I can admit when there is something brewing that is special. And at the end of the day, I'm not gonna say that what Florida State has brewing is special yet. I'm not gonna say that yet. But what I can say is they're better than I expected. They're a better team than I expected. And um it's it's gonna be interesting to see how their season plays out because yeah. These four games that they played early, I mean, they've played some teams that are like, mm, not so sure about, but they've also played some very good quality competition for this part of the year when most people are playing um, the the island of Misfit Toys University. And <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's good to see Florida State be good because I think it's good for the ACC when all the teams are good. But again, having the best team in the ACC, having the best team in Florida be from the ACC which Miami, if y'all want to step up and take that mantle, I wouldn't be upset at y'all either. It's it's nice. It's nice to see. Yeah, it's a little tough for Miami right now. That we'll go over that on another day. But Florida State, Jordan Travis over three hundred yards against Boston College, which you know, not for nothing, Boston College defense is pretty terrible. But hey, all my Jordan Travis fans out here, he's winning the Heisman. He's the best thing smoking. Like I wish he's the greatest quarterback ever. I cannot even believe I ever doubted him. Like there it is. I said it. I said it here on the show. You know, at me, all the things, you know, make sure I make sure I speak on Jordan Travis and how highly of how how highly he is this season, how great he's doing. I mean, listen, we we uh Jordan Travis is playing some good ball right now and, and Heisman. Said, Jordan for Heisman. Okay, all right. Let's we remember what happened last time they said that a quarterback at Florida was definitely gonna win the Heisman. That Richardson kids Heisman train lasted all of three quarters. Let's please <laughs> didn't not, even make it the full stop, right? <laughs> didn't even make the full game. Let's <laughs> please knock this off for Jordan yeah. Travis. But no, seriously, he has been good. He has been, and that three-headed monster that they've got at running back has also been uh, effective. And that big six, seven, two thirty-five receiver they got, he need to put his hand in the dirt and go ahead and be a tight end. But, but. With that being said, he's yeah. looking good as well. I, that uh, the defense is is showing up in in spots too. So I mean, hey, they're undefeated. There's yeah. you at the end of the day, regardless of what you say about you know who gave away games or who didn't want to win, 
It does not matter the numbers. It does not matter the context. All that matters is a win is a win is a win. Yeah. Therefore, undefeated. And as much as we hype up Florida State, we have to mention NC State as being a top 10 team, kind of on the track of the Wake Forest to me this season in terms of being the team that's under the radar but still doing exceptionally well, beating teams that they're supposed to beat. Handily at that, I thought Texas Tech would be a worry. Clearly it was not. And now they're still on the roll train. They clearly dominated UConn, but they have a huge game coming up this week. We, as we all know, having to face off against one of the best, or not this week, but ha- yes, this week facing yeah, off against Clemson, mm-hmm. one of the best in the country, a Clemson team who went into double overtime to beat Wake Forest, which another Atlantic Division rival who they, we all knew that that was going to be one of those. You circle on the calendar, you know, you got to win in order to progress forward in terms of being on top of this division the last year that we're having the Atlantic and Coastal thing going on for the conference. Now, when it comes to Clemson and NC State, this is the decision maker for me. This is the, this is the game that says who's really going to be at the top when it's all said and done. You know, I got to check out the under over on this thing because I need to know. Uh, right now, it's minus six and a half, Clemson. Okay, what's what's the under over in terms of total points? Uh, for I didn't see that. Okay, well, Clemson being a, a touchdown favorite, I mean, it, it makes sense. It, that's that uh, checks out with the way that Devin Leary's been playing so far this season. I don't know who this imposter is that they have put in Devin's place. But can the real Devin Leary please stand up? The rest of this team has been not good. Outstanding. I mean, they've been so good. I want to sing a little gap band. You know, girl, you knocked me out. I'm almost went there. Okay. But with that being said, uh, Devin Leary, to say that the ACC player of the year has been your Achilles heel is such a strange it's such a strange thing. Granted, it's preseason player of the year, but still to see like even in a, a win against a UConn team, that's a very unserious outfit. Let's just be honest. And watching that game, they're a very unserious outfit. Uh, even the interception that he threw was like, who were you throwing that ball to? He like, don't even know to this day. The announcer said it looked like the guy who caught the interception was the intended receiver. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it does look like that. So there's there's worry there. But this uh, I, again, this is a moment that I think is great for the ACC. You have a top 10 matchup with college game day there in uh, week Death four. Valley, yeah. mm-hmm. In week four, that is that's good stuff. Yeah. That's what you want to see. This is the type of stuff that elevates your conference into that serious talk of uh, the the Big Ten and SEC and all that. This is the type of stuff that gets it done. Now, this game is great and compelling, and Devin Leary shows up, and Big Cinco shows up, and everybody plays good ball, and Bo Collins shows up, and Thayer Thomas shows up. Great game. It'll be a great game to see. But if it's one-sided either way, if it's one-sided either way, I think that that's that's one of those moments as a conference where you're looking around like, (laughs) we're in danger. So, yeah, um, this is – I think that this this Saturday is going to be – I think the winner of this Saturday's game goes on to win the Atlantic and thus lead the conference. You know, the way the Coastal is looking, I can't even be mad at that last comment. So, you know, keep those to myself. But as we roll into the bad and the ugly, I just want to reemphasize that I picked NC State to win the whole kit and caboodle. So don't embarrass me the way some of these Coastal teams have embarrassed me. That's all I ask. Like, I'm over here hyping you. Don't embarrass me in front of the hoes. Let me tell really you pissing me off. Let me tell you something. Ever, anytime you find yourself bragging on a, a coastal team, just 
hear young Miami's voice in the back of your head saying, my man, my man, my man. They're going to leave you for dead every time. They're going to leave you for dead every time. Every I mean, time. You know, well, this is this is an Atlantic, Atlantic episode. I'm the Atlantic guy. But that coastal is just a mess. It is just so unfortunate. There are at least four teams in the Atlantic right now that got to be looking around like, thank God we're abolishing uh, the, the the divisions because now some of us are going to get a chance to get to that conference championship because Lord knows a lot of y'all boys over there on that side don't deserve it. Yeah, a thousand percent. I do want to show this one comment here because this is crazy. Izzy Abenaconda should be considered the AC player of the year. And I would give that to you if Pitt wins the Coastal, which is not hard. Okay, it's not hard to win the Coastal. But no. It's going to go to Atlantic player, Atlantic division player, easily. Has to. I mean, Izzy, Izzy has meant a ton to that team. Has to, yeah, of course. Lord knows those Terrible. quarterbacks, whoever they trotting out to play quarterback. <laughs> I'm just, I know they looking around like, hey, uh, y'all got any more of that Kenny Pickett pack? Because uh, he's going <laughs> you know, he ain't really playing for the Steelers. I think he got more eligibility left. But um, no, it, Izzy has been good. But yeah. in order for a running back to win it, you got to do like some crazy, like, yeah, you really gotta uh, be doing it so far. However, the the thing that is going to help Izzy, none of the quarterbacks have been consistently impressive. Not okay. a single one. And on and on that note, let's talk about the bad. On that let's note, talk let's about talk it. about the bad because let's I think it. that we saw Syracuse squeak out a win against Virginia, but it was thanks to another running back, Sean Tucker. I think that it was thanks to Garrett Williams. And this Syracuse defense, it surely wasn't because of Garrett Schrader, who is supposed to be one of the better quarterbacks in the conference right now. And the fact that we even have to say that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the conference is scary hours. Scary hours. As you mentioned, Devin Leary's not getting it. DJ's doing just enough. Sam Hartman's not delivering wins. Having good games, but not delivering wins. Very much a difference. Jordan Travis Cleary's going for Heisman, but, you know, that's another story for another day. I think that Malik Cunningham had a great game against UCF. But overall, this is the quarterback conference. And I still don't feel like we're seeing amazing stats or we're having conversations about Heisman's in the same way that we are about other division or other conference teams or non-conference teams. Excuse me, talking about like the SEC and the Big Ten. I hate, to Stroud. I hate to say this. Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. I really hate that you're making me say this, but when we're talking about quarterback play, we got to say it. The best and most consistent quarterback in the ACC so far this year. Riley Leonard. Hmm? <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been the, the May kid. He's been the most consistent. He's been Drake the, May yeah, from yeah. North Carolina. Go ahead and yeah. spit it all out. Spit it the, all out. Say the May it. kid. The kid Not in baby the blue, kid. the starting quarterback for the team that wears baby blue. He's okay. been the best and most consistent quarterback As in, first this year. in this conference. And that mm-hmm. that is making my stomach turn. I, <laughs> I feel like I got ulcers or something. <laughs> I mean, good grief. Devin Leary, what, where did you go? Sam Hartman, where did you go? Jordan Travis is, is up and coming, but he's up and coming. This this make is blast on the scene. But um, with that being said, with that being said, I, yeah. I, I just want to pivot for just a, a quick little second here. Quick, please. My bad is Jeff Halfley and the boys. How bad are y'all? Okay, where, that was going to be my ugly. That was going to be my ugly. Where is the floor? 
Where is the floor? We need to find the floor because right now it's like. No, you need to be resuscitated. We need a resuscitation. Every week we tell ourselves like it can't get worse for Boston College. And Jeff Halfley is like, hold my clam chowder. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Hold my chop suey sandwich. Shout out to AJ. Hold it. Hold it. It's going to get worse. It's like over 48% of Phil Jaco's dropbacks ended a, a sack. Or what was the other one? Pressure. Sack or pressure, yeah. Yeah. It's and, and the thing is, again, the same thing that you said about Jeff Collins can be said here. The 44 to 14 final score does not indicate how bad that game was. Florida State led 31-0 at halftime. <laughs> I called UConn a very unserious outfit, and yet they were closer to NC State at half than Boston College was to Florida State. Crazy. I don't care what you think about how good Florida State is. That should not happen in a conference football game. Yeah. Well, I think it says more about their defense, which goes back to Jeff Collins being a defensive guy who said he did not focus on He's been – he neglected offense last season. He wanted to do better about that. But to not even see any of your defense – like that's, that's your staple, buddy. That's your bread, buddy. Got, got to see something. Mm-hmm. You know, I think – I don't know if A.J., made me want to believe in them. It was really Jeff. He made me want to believe in them. Coach, I believed. I was all in. Now I'm feeling like Jeff Collins' energy where I'm like, am I all in? I want it for you. I know you could be a great coach, but is it going to be at Boston College for long? Doesn't feel like it the way things are going. I, I don't know. Phil, was, don't... Phil and Zay were supposed to be the connection. They are supposed to be you know, the next best thing, the the um, Kenny and Jordan for this season. Like, they were just be firing on all cylinders. This was supposed to be the year. Uh, I know Zay Flowers is crying and throwing oh, up every oh, weekend. Oh, baby. He crying is, and he is throwing up. If you ever seen the movie Ray, when when Jamie Foxx was playing uh, Ray Charles, when he was in the hospital having those withdrawals, that's that's what's going on right now. He is just sitting there shaking and throwing up, thinking I could be making more money and playing with a better quarterback, Winning. better offensive line, you know, uh, better ingredients, better pizza, better money. Here, <laughs> never mind. But the re- the reality is, this is that's a, a tough situation. So that's my bad. That is my bad. What is your? You bad? have an ugly. That was my bad. Oh, was just, my bad was the quarterbacks. My bad oh, was the quarterbacks. Because because oh. the Atlantic Division returned how many quarterbacks, and we feel like we have. We're not like talking about they're just gunslinging it this season. They're just going bat for bat. You know all the things. That's not what's happening, and that's. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry that I missed that. Well, okay. let's get into the ugly, shall we? <laughs> Can we get into the ugly? What's Can the we- ugly? Well, I hate to do this because I'm supposed to be the Atlantic guy, but. You know what letter uh, the word ugly starts with? You. The you. The you. This, that's, that's terrible with, because that's not your show. That's I terrible. I don't care if it's not my show because the way that Miami fans talk to us, the way that they talk to me when Crystal Ball chose Miami, oh, y'all should have never let them lose to my – let me tell you something. Do y'all know where Middle Tennessee State's head coach, uh, Scottsco, went to school at? Do y'all know? NC State. Florida State. He's a Florida Florida State State guy. So, you know, was he packing it in? Because No, I'm just kidding. Just a joke. joke. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the way y'all Miami fans – see, and this is the problem. 1.5 million. Go ahead. This is the problem here. This is the problem, okay? Miami fans, I need y'all to learn from this. 
I need y'all to learn to stop talking to people crazy every chance <laughs> get. Because you're one of the, whether you realize it or not, Miami, y'all have a lot of, of, of media recognition, brand recognition. Everybody secretly, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how much you like outwardly pretend to hate Miami, unless you're like from the state of Florida and you're one of those other schools fans, Everybody deep down likes Miami a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know about all that, but go ahead. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. Where I grew up at, everybody loved Miami a little bit. At least a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. And this is Detroit, Michigan we're talking about. It has nothing to do with the ACC, Big East, uh, the Southeast. Everybody loved Miami a little bit. And do y'all see what happens when y'all talk to people so nasty, get so disrespectful to folks, get so, y'all couldn't be more wrong. This team is going to be great. <laughs> I mean, our YouTube comments be going up about Miami. They just, just wait. Y'all ain't believing in us. Y'all doubting us. Y'all just hating. Okay. Okay. Mm. Mm. You know, but honestly, you can't blame Cristobal and his staff because if you really think about this now, let's really get into it. Do you know how hard it is to recruit in such a, a barren wasteland of talent as South Florida, especially as opposed to uh, what you're looking at in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Like that's <laughs> Murfreesboro. You know, the people can thing. barely spell Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Let's keep it above. You know, the, 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 the amount of ballers that Murfreesboro produces year in and year out. And you know that they're all going to middle Tennessee state. So, it, you know, it's much easier over there. But anywho, uh, the ugly is Miami fans being served their humble pie in this way. And trust me, Miami fans, again, like I said, I like you. You've been waiting on this. You've been waiting on this one. Listen, I haven't. I actually haven't. I actually... It's it's giving you've been holding this one in the vault. I picked Miami to go to the ACC championship. They embarrassed me. Listen, what what did I tell you about when you root for a coastal team? You said, my man, my man, my man, because your man going to leave you for dead every time. That's what they did. They left me for dead in the lurch, too. But you know what? So you have opportunity to pick a new coastal team. So if you could pick another coastal team right now, who would it be? Oh, I, I would have to throw darts out of board for that. I don't I don't know who <laughs> out of these teams. It's I mean, either Pitt or North Carolina. Like, keep it, it a book, bro. It feels like it's going to be that way. But what if something happens to Drake May? It could be Duke. Oh, my God. Oh, stop oh, it. My God. Oh, 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 my God. God. And on that note, and on that note, you know, we come back with GPU on the coastal. And you know what? At this point, I'm gonna pass it off to you because I'm gonna get ugly for folks outside of you, and they don't. That ain't worth it today. So, Candace, tell me, what is your ugly? When the Duke, when Duke wins the coastal, I just want even more apologies than I have right now. But like I said, my ugly was really Boston College and thinking that I was hype about them going into the season, being a top five, maybe team in the Atlantic, maybe arguably top four. Not even close. Phil Jakovic, I just felt like was going to come back bigger, badder than ever. And it's giving the Eric King again, where it's just not all firing is not clicking for whatever reason. But I mean, what's your next best option? It's not it's not really there. So half is going to have to figure something out, especially defensively. And we're just going to try our best to pray for that old line each and every week. So that, that about rounds it up here for me. Can I can I say something about that Boston College situation? Quickly. I don't think those guys like Phil very much. Like, I don't. <laughs> I, and I could you, you keep saying that I could be wrong here, but the more I watch that team and the more I watch their body language and how they respond to him, I don't think they care for him very much. Like I, it's, it's just, it's like, well, it, like maybe at the end of the day, he's not giving them, he's not pouring into him. He's pissed, so he he doesn't know how to take that leadership approach of, I'm mad, but if I want to actually get protection, I'm need to be a little nicer. I mean, maybe that's you kill more flies with honey. 
You, you know, and and maybe he needs honey. Maybe he needs a whole personality change. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it, it just seems like. And I've been in locker rooms before. I've been on teams before, and I'm. That's the only reason I'm saying this. Yeah. Because I've I've seen that before, where a quarterback is like, "Hey guys, I'm your leader," and da 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 da, and the rest of the team is like, "Nah, bro, you alone for the ride for real." Or like, you were supposed to be the leader. But I don't man, know. please, man, please. Okay, it's giving man, please. Okay, cool, cool. Well, and I'm gonna tell you, look, most of the things I played on, the word that was used was not man, but yes, very much so. It was some redacted, please. <laughs> they gonna have to, they, they gonna have to figure it out eventually because it's still a long season. There's a lot left. We're heading into week five with a lot of good action, a lot of great games, really. And we'll talk about that for the rest of the week. But we are out of time here, and I want to make sure you guys follow Kenton wherever he is available. So can you please remind these folks? Absolutely. Wherever you're listening or watching this podcast, you can find me at Locked On Wolfpack. Um, and you can find me on at LO underscore Wolfpack on Twitter. That's the official Locked On Wolfpack page, as well as TGIF underscore Kenton. For, um, you know, you're getting Kenton the man, not Kenton the sports broadcaster. So that's the reality there. But that's uh, that's pretty much where you can find me. Love that. Guys, make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to talk a little Coastal GBU and then get you ready for the re- weekly reads and rankings from AJ Black, followed by the Thursday show, Trap Game Thursday, which let's keep it a man, Alex Dono. Your own team might be in some trap games. I can't even believe last week we were talking about Miami and MTSU being a potential trap game. It's crazy that that was even a thing. Ended up being a for real trap game. And then Friday, we got all your betting action as you head into the weekend. So with Drizzy Drake. So come back for all of that, guys. We appreciate your time for Candace Cooper and Ken Giz. Until next time.